Roll it. Hello, world. Welcome to the Church Mag Podcast, the official podcast of Church Mag, the number one resource for church tech and creativity. Look at the clock on the wall. It's time to let the fun begin. Hello and welcome to a very special Christmas cracker edition of the Church Mag Podcast. Today, you're in for a treat because this is the British Takeover. It is the British Christmas special. I know that you're used to it in America where you have like a Christmas special episode uh, or other parts of the world, of course. It's not just American listeners. Um, But we've kicked out uh, Eric... Jeremy and Phil, they're tied up somewhere in uh, in the boot of our car. And uh, so, yeah, uh, my name is Chris Wilson. I'm one of the staff writers at Church Mag, and I'm joined, of course, by James Cooper. Hello, James. Hello, Chris. How are you doing? I'm all right, thank you. Yeah, and it's about time the British took over the Church Mag podcast. It is. I mean, we've had guest appearances, but there's never been a British takeover before. Uh, of america i mean that's never happened no not at all no 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 no, no, definitely not and uh yeah so uh this is our uh make church mag british again uh podcast episode that's there's there's a certain ring to that slogan you know it might look good on a cap i think yeah we should we should get that made for church mag press uh church merch that's the one Mm. uh yeah (laughs) Uh, so uh, we thought we'd start off by uh, enlightening some of our uh, some of our listeners with some Britishisms that you may not be familiar with. After all, seeing as Church uh, Church Mag is going to be British from now on, um, you need to keep up with the uh, lingo, as they say. Yes. Uh, so yes. James, have you got a Britishism that you'd like to teach? Oh. Um, or would you like me to go first? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, no, I, I would say, I would say that um, when we, when we go for a walk down the road, um, we walk on the pavement because that's the proper place to walk. That is, as opposed to the sidewalk. That's the yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yes. The pavement, very, very good. Uh, the other one uh, that that reminds me of is, uh, of course, if you enter a building and you push on a button to cool something to go up and down you're, you're gonna get into a lift not an elevator yes and and while you're in the lift the floor that you get in on is the ground floor it's not the first oh, floor yeah. the first floor is the first floor upwards of course that that just makes sense because yes that's that's the the first floor <laughs> um, yeah uh, and oh Oh, I'm running out of my obvious easy Britishisms. Uh, basically... The problem is that they've been trying to take over our country for too long and we've been brainwashed into Americanisms. Oh, I, I know a good one, which is a really obscure one that no one notices. Uh, and that is the uh, the companies. It's like S's on the end of things, plurals and non-plurals. So like a company... In Britain, we usually refer to it as uh, they are or something like that, like Apple are uh, doing this or Google are, whereas Americans are more likely to say uh, Google is and treat it as an individual. Yeah. 
And, and Americans don't seem to be able to write, use the word two in sentences. Yeah? <laughs> I'm going to write someone. No, you're not. You're going to write to someone. Thank you. Yes. And I, I've heard some British people doing that and it annoys me. And, oh, and it makes my skin um, crawl. I, I'm going to go on my the thing that annoys me the most that Americans say. And yes, I am talking about you, Jeremy is Legos. No, 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 no. No, 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 yes. It's Lego bricks or Lego blocks or Lego pieces because the Lego is a company, it's trademark, and if you look in their official guidelines, they even say, like, oh, this is a trademark, so you should say Lego bricks and blocks and whatever. Not Legos. It's not one Lego. It's one Lego brick. Yes, and... And I mean, and also when they're cooking, they use this, they use um, a vegetable called a zucchini. That doesn't exist. It's called a courgette. Um, I, I actually have a bit more sympathy for that one because I, I um, so living in, living in Poland, the Polish word for z- zucchini or courgette is, is basically yeah. zucchini. Yeah. As well. well, yeah, I think actually the British are a bit weird in calling them courgettes actually, but um, they're, they are called courgettes. You can see like a dividing line across Europe over who calls it uh, something that looks like courgette and something that looks like zucchini or something like that. Yeah. So it must be like the origin. Um, eggplant. And, and, and when you... When- Oh, yes. No, is, no, not an eggplant. That's a stupid name for a vegetable. That is a really bizarre name. Uh, it's aubergine. Thank you very much. Yes. Aubergine. Yes. Yeah, and when you're going to wash your vegetables, the water comes out of a tap. It doesn't come out of a faucet. Oh, yeah. I have no idea where faucet comes from at all. Uh, that's, that's a, yeah, that is a confusing word. My, some of my favourites, though, are, of course, pants, which... Yes. Which yeah yeah you can you can get into a lot of trouble with Americans talking about taking your pants off because, um, <laughs> yeah for sure because because over here pants are the things you wear under your pants shall we say which are also known as are properly called trousers underpants yeah trousers yes. trousers trousers they're the proper name for pants yeah it's uh it, that does cause a bit of confusion confusion and and then there's the the bathroom and the loo. Just pop into the loo. Yes, yes. And it's not a restroom because you don't go in there to have a rest. You go in there to do something. <laughs> uh, well, well, I hope uh, that that's just the first sample. I'm sure for the next uh, <laughs> British takeover episode, we'll have more, more British uh, isms and, and yes. uh, more phrases. To, to educate our cousins across the pond. Across the pond, indeed. Indeed, and also any other listeners, and maybe we've helped some British people as well be able to communicate with some Americans a bit better. Yeah. Um, oh, I, I do know one uh, one thing which a, a Canadian taught me. Why why not have a Canadian phrase just as well? Um, is uh, you know the hat that you'd wear in winter? Yeah. Yes. So, so, do you do you know the Canadian name for that one? Uh, no, it's a toque. Right. Okay. Yeah. Which that's, is that's I, I don't know what you'd actually call like a uh, just a hat, <laughs> winter yeah. hat. Yeah. <laughs> but that I think that's quite a cool. Well, word. I mean, they're, I, they're traditionally bobble hats. Well, they certainly were when I was oh, growing yeah. up in the eighties. Everybody had a bobble hat. I, and uh, actually, I mean, this is quite a good uh, lead into. To talking about Christmas because it is a Christmas episode and you wear your bobble hats at yeah. Christmas. Um, that's obviously a firm, firm link, not tenuous <laughs> at all. 
Um, so, so James, you're you've got a strong connection with Christmas. Um, wh- why don't you tell people about uh, wh- what you do connected? Yeah, well, to Christmas? it's interesting. You said, "Why don't I tell people?" Because because that's a really good <laughs> link. Because I run a big Christmas website called WhyChristmas.com, which is W H Y Christmas.com. Um, it's about the biggest Christmas information site on the internet, and it keeps me busy through most of November and December. Wow how uh, how did you get started? doing running the biggest christmas website right yeah (laughs) well yeah i it wasn't something that um when i was at school and they said what do you intend to do when you grow up (laughs) i thought i'm gonna run a big christmas website that didn't really cross my mind it started back in the year 2000 i just started getting into making web stuff um because the web was even quite small back then and some teacher friends uh, knew i was doing some web stuff and they came to me and they said james why can't we find a child safe and friendly site with christmas information on it that we can use with our pupils at school that isn't trying to sell them something because back then it was the likes of disney and nickelodeon really had all of the kids sites and obviously they were trying to vlog their stuff on their sites so for one small school in London, well, it actually wasn't a very small school. It was quite a big school. But one for one school in London, um, I made a little site and it had a few hundred hits the first year from friends and family that I'd told about it and from the school kids in that school. And then it got onto Google and then Google got bigger and then the internet got bigger and then the site got bigger. <laughs> Uh, and now uh, it's kind of taken over two months of the year for you, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. How on earth do you? Because like there are no, you don't sell anything, and you have no ads. No, I don't sell anything. There are no ads on it. Um, it is the, the deliberate policy is no ads. Every year I get emails from um, advertising companies and marketing firms, um, either offering big money to say, "Hey, we want to write you guest posts," or "Can we put out." Um, ads on your site or even would you sell us your site and the answer is always no um the site deliberately has no ads it's just there for fun information and to spread the christmas joy and spread the story of jesus that's great um but i i mean how many hits did you get last year on the site okay uh december 6 2016 uh 17 and a half million page loads wow wow yeah uh, I think that's more than Church Mag has ever had. I I, I could be wrong by that, actually. I'm not sure. Uh, but uh, it would not surprise me if that's more than Church Mag's entire history. 17 and a half million. Over the whole of December. Yeah, I think, I think it's, yeah, I think one day it had about three or four million on uh, one day. The hosting cost must be um. quite... Hi. They're actually surprisingly not. I have a very good friend over in America land um, who's a bit of a server genius. And um, he has helped me um, set it up. It actually lives on Linode, um, which is sort of niche hosting for um, if you're a real server geek type stuff. Um, and because it's it doesn't use a database or anything, it's not a CMS. It is basically just a flat static HTML site. Um, with some CSS and a sprinkling of JavaScript. So it's actually, the whole site is about less than 10 megs. Wow. (laughs) But when you look up Cloudflare and it says, in the last month, we've saved you 600 gigs worth of traffic. (laughs) And you're like, the site's only 10 megs in total. Um, So, yeah, so it lives on there. And he set it up with some fancy PHP caching that sits on the top of the... um, 
uh, site. And then it also runs over Cloudflare, which does save me a lot of money um, because they do a lot of the heavy lifting because it doesn't change much. I do occasional updates and stuff, but because it gets into the Cloudflare network, um, it lives in all of their caches so it can be quickly pinged around the world to anybody without having to take a hit on myself. All of these factors probably help explain why it is such a popular site as well for in search engines, I guess, because yeah. fast loading. Yes, yeah. I mean, because it's been around for so long, if you put um, a lot of Christmas traditions or Christmas in insert country name, um, it's generally on page one, if not the first one or two entries. Um, and it's even got up to oh, the wow. first one or two for the Christmas story now, which That's is pretty awesome. good. I, yeah, I guess uh, <laughs> like there's a, I guess there's a takeaway for churches there: good content, long history, fast loading, uh, and uh, it can help with your search engine stuff. Mm. Uh, basic principles, really, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so I thought uh, to get back to our. To the start with our British takeover, we could compare some British and American Christmas traditions. Yes. Um, and maybe we can also do some Christmas traditions around the world. Yes. So I think the only big difference I know about from Britain and America is that uh, having turkey is not such a big thing on Christmas Day. Am I right? Uh, yeah, certainly. Um, for lots of Americans, they will have... Because they've had turkey at Thanksgiving, so they're a bit turkeyed out by Christmas. Um, and for lots of Americans, uh, and my understanding is, that the main Christmas meal is often more of a traditional meal from the culture that you come from. So for a lot of people, it's... Um, some pork or gammon or ham as they call it over in the states that's another one we call it gammon they call it ham because ham over here is the little sliced stuff that you put in your sandwich yeah um but some people will have um from eastern european countries like you in poland fish is often a big thing for christmas meals um or if you're in uh from a more latin um uh background you might have um tamales or whatever your favorite food is basically it's a much more varied thing whereas over here if you don't have turkey or if you're really posh you might have a goose I was people say. sort of look at you slightly side-eyed you're not having turkey or goose you're a bit weird or a vegetarian or a vegetarian um. of course <laughs> I'm going to defend my sister there yeah. for a second <laughs> I don't think she'd appreciate no, 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 no. Cool of it uh, have a cool. nut roast. I, I, that's that's what you have if you're British and a vegetarian, yeah. isn't it? You have to have a nut roast. Basically. <laughs> They're all right. I've tried yeah. some. Um, I guess... So, I actually do remember another difference. Like, in Britain, uh, the day after Christmas is a uh, national holiday as well. Mm. Boxing Day. Uh, but yes. I, I don't know too much about the origin. Why? Why is that a public holiday? Do you know, okay. James? Yeah, sure. Because um, it's on my site. <laughs> um, it goes back to sort of um, medieval times. Well, I mean, way back when, when, when the twelve days of Christmas were the big partying days, and for much of the Middle Ages, it was almost illegal to work on over the twelve days of Christmas. Because I mean, now Christmas kind of starts the day after Thanksgiving um, in America. Or we get our decorations out in Chris in garden centres normally here over in the middle of August, which is slightly ridiculous. Um, um, so 
Christmas, you because you used to have Advent was your thing, and um, you know, especially in Catholic countries or Orthodox countries, you'd fast during Advent and then you'd really let go during the twelve days of Christmas. Whereas now we're kind of all Christmas overed by the time we actually get to Christmas. Um, but going back to Boxing Day, yes. So in the Middle Ages, you had um, alms boxes, charity boxes in churches, um, which rich people would give uh, during to Advent and on Christmas Day itself. And then on Boxing Day, uh, they were traditionally opened and the money was shared around amongst um, poor people. And it also became then on Boxing Day, that was the day that the rich landowners would um, give Christmas boxes of goodies to the staff that lived and worked on their estates. Um, and then it then became sort of more of a time to give tips to other tradesmen and stuff. But it, yeah, it's a national holiday. Um, and it is in lots of the old Commonwealth countries and the current Commonwealth countries like Australia, New Zealand and even Canada, Boxing Day is a thing. Um, but when I first started the site, I used to have all these wonderful emails from Americans going, what's Boxing Day? I thought it was the day you took stuff back in boxes to the shops when we didn't want them for Christmas presents. <laughs> That's uh, quite a different, <laughs> different attitude, <laughs> giving gifts yeah. or returning. Or they thought it was the day that the British um, had big boxing matches. Well, I mean, it is a big day for the uh, football matches around the country. So Yes, and horse racing as well, so traditionally. Basically boxing. Yeah, you used to, you used to have um, football matches on Christmas, Eve, on Christmas Day wow, as well I over didn't here. Know that. Even into the 70s. Um, which is really funny because they're doing it with American football in the NFL has some games on Christmas Day now so that's another one that the Americans have stolen from us is having football on Christmas Day oh I I probably should have said soccer shouldn't I yeah but the the, the slightly awkward thing about that is that I really can't stand soccer and I love American football oh really (laughs) so you're so you're a uh, (laughs) you've betrayed our country already yeah um Go Raiders and Clemson, if that means anything to our American listeners. That means uh, Raiders are the... Uh, NFL team, yeah. That, who, yes. who are meant to be really good this year, but really aren't. <laughs> um, and then Clemson are my college team, who are really good this year, so, and won it last year, so hurrah. <laughs> hurrah. <laughs> I love your contrast of American with your ending, hurrah, at the end. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, well, how about a... Uh, do you have any uh, Christmas traditions from around the world which you think are really interesting, really great, or just strange? Yeah, well, I'll start with... I'll just start with a British tradition that you will go, what, Americans don't know about that? Crackers. Mm. Most Americans... I know um, Phil and Jeremy and Eric are educated of the cracker because I've bored them with it in the past. Um but lots of Americans do not know of Christmas crackers. I was uh, talking to some Americans yesterday and they had not heard of them, which is a real shame. Christmas crackers are a thing that are about a foot long. That's 30 centimetres if you <laughs> use the metric system like most of the world, but a foot if you're American. Um, long and they're in three segments. And in the middle segment, you have stuff and you each hold one of the end segments and you pull them um, sometime during Christmas dinner and it goes crack hence the name crackers because there's a small explosive in it Um, and then inside your Christmas cracker is a paper crown which you have to put on your head and look silly while you're eating your Christmas dinner Um, generally a really rubbish plastic toy and a really terrible joke (laughs) well steady steady terrible joke or brilliant joke 
I mean, I, I think this is well, your, yes. your perspective. Well, in, in equal measure, frankly. Uh, so I'm on, I'm on Why Christmas <laughs> now, and I've checked out the cracker yes. joke section. Yes. So I think we could have a example. Uh, let's go for... What does Santa suffer if he gets stuck in a chimney? Uh, he has claustrophobia. Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, who delivers presents to cats? Uh, Santa Paws. <laughs> yes. Wow, I think you may know all of these off my heart. Uh, yeah, I, that's that's a very sad thing. But the brilliant one that I added this week that was sent to me from a school child um, was why does snowman rubbish in their bags? Don't know. Because they're picking their noses. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is this is no reflection on the high quality of British humour, which I know has uh, has a bad <laughs> reputation in America. Uh, so yes, uh, check yeah. out the so wonderful if, Christmas. So all Americans, go and get yourself crackers, and you too can enjoy this festive wonderment while eating your Christmas dinner. Is it easy to get crackers in America? I have no idea. I think you can get them online now. Yeah, um, they're much easier than they used to be. Um, and I know um, some parts of America that borders up with Canada. I was talking ah. to someone with Canada the other day. Um, and they said that sort of up in the Buffalo region and parts of New England that sort of border with America, the crackers are known of up there because they slipped over the border from Canada. <laughs> ah, typical Canadians crossing the border. For, um, yeah. <laughs> I really hope Eric cuts that, that part out. <laughs> it's not a good joke. Um, anyway, let's uh, let's move on quickly. And uh, maybe I could... I've learned also that if I make it incredibly awkward, and uh, talk about Eric cutting things out. He doesn't cut them out. He just leaves them in. He just leaves them in. He just leaves them in. Or, no. or, or puts yes. them right at the end. So, yeah. Uh, whoops. Uh, well, uh, yeah, any other right, yes. traditions? Yeah, Christmas around the world. Yes. Um, there's a couple of great ones in Sweden. Um, in, the, in the Swedish town of Galva, I think that's how you pronounce it. It's spelled G-A-V-L-E. Um, every year they erect a huge straw goat because up in the Norse countries um, the goat has been long associated with the midwinter festivals so they have erect a massive uh, straw goat every year um, and it has its own Twitter account and its own webcam <laughs> of course it has its own Twitter account <laughs> yeah and it's it's absolutely brilliant to follow frankly because it sends out sarcastic tweets during the day about how magnificent it looks and, um what's um come and visit it and sing carols around what's it the twitter account and it's traditionally drunk it's traditionally burnt down by drunk people sometime during december it's last year it only survived two days this year it's um, lasted about a fortnight so far, which is really quite good going for it. So I'm just doing a quick Google search. Swedish Goat Christmas Twitter. And... Um, yeah, it's called the Gavla Buffalo. I found it. That actually, I'm quite impressed that that managed to get up. Jag Alvaldens Mest Kanda Hamburg. I'm probably saying this all completely wrong. Yeah. Uh, oh, there's a Guardian article. Who's the goat? <laughs> Uh, lights on keep watching the webcam yeah. wow yeah check that out yeah and, and another thing that ties in with America with um, Sweden Christmas Eve afternoon 
about half the population of Sweden stops to watch Donald Duck. To watch Donald Duck. Yep. Because... Uh, because it's a thing. <laughs> um, it's, it started in the late 60s. They showed a, a cartoon called Hello, Merry Christmas from Mickey Mouse and His Friends, which ma- majored on Donald Duck. And people loved it so much that it's just a thing now. Huh. And people... we we In the in the UK, we have the Queen's yeah. Speech. Sweden has Donald Duck. Wow. Donald Duck. I mean, it's basic, basically the same thing. Donald Duck, Queen's Speech. Um, yeah. I'm sure British people yeah. will love me for saying that. Um, yeah. <laughs> just offending every country um, okay. in this episode. Yeah. Okay, well, let's let's go around the world to Japan, where your big Christmas meal is KFC. I had heard that one. I had heard that one. Why, why KFC? Because... Well, yeah, I mean, um, Japan has no sort of real history with Christianity. So Christmas has only kind of been a thing um, since the Americans were G- GIs were there after the Second World War. Um, and they wanted some turkey to have, or chicken, to have at Christmas. And they had a hard time getting some in Japan. So they kind of um, got KFC over. And KFC, um, in 1974, saw a marketing opportunity and ran a marketing campaign called Kentucky for Christmas. Clever. Which also Clever. is KFC, which is very Clever. Yeah, um, it's seen Christmas is seen more sort of like a, a, a happy time and a Valentine'sy type thing over in Japan. So there's lots of twinkly Christmas lights and trees and stuff in all the parks and whatnot. So you go for a nice walk with your family to see all the um, twinkly Christmas lights, and then you go and pick up your pre-booked bucket of KFC. Romantic, <laughs> which also includes wine. I don't think you get wine in KFC over here or in America, but you do in Japan. Wow, for Christmas. And of course, Colonel Sanders looks a bit like Santa, which also helps. That, yes, the beard that w- that would help. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. And, and the sort of the red and whiteness yeah. as well. Yeah, and and of course, traditional Japanese Christmas cake. Um, everybody has in their smartphone. What everyone has the cake in their smartphone. Yes, because the emoji that looks like a slice of sponge cake with a big strip of cream up the middle and a strawberry on the top. That's Japanese Christmas cake. <laughs> wow. Why, why, is there, why is there an emoji yeah. for Japanese Christmas cake? Well, because it's just a thing over in Japan. It's, 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 the, the emoji in English is called shortcake for some reason. Um, but it is what Japanese people have at Christmas. Huh. I'm looking at it right now. Wow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so... <laughs> I, I don't know about the listeners, but I've certainly learned a few interesting things about Christmas. Yeah. Which I didn't know. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> so thank you for that, James. Um, so, yeah, thank you. I mean, you've been on uh, the uh, the Church Mag podcast before around Christmas time. But I hope... Yes. Uh, and, people- and Phil traditionally tries to ask me questions that I don't know the answer to yeah I, I wish I could do that but I, uh, I, I don't know enough about Christmas <laughs> Christmas to try and trick you um, 
and yeah <laughs> so i'm not gonna try and trick you what's your, what's your do you do you have any favorite polish christmas things that you get up to over there uh i can tell you my least favorite polish christmas thing yeah go for it yeah uh, carp eating yes. carp <laughs> i really don't like that um i I'm, I'm not the biggest fan of fish in the first place but uh carp is is a terrible fish to eat because of all the bones that you so you spend ages just try to pick out bones and then you still choke on a bone yeah uh i feel it's a bit of the sort of uh, i don't know self uh like trying to make it as hard as possible to enjoy christmas yeah uh talking about <laughs> insulting countries great yeah. um i i also the first time i was in poland for christmas i found it really strange that uh the big celebration was on christmas eve mm. and uh and then christmas day came and i was expecting i was kind of holding myself back for christmas yeah. day <laughs> and then christmas day arrives i was like woohoo and everyone's like yeah what? I, well, it's, that, it's it is, it, britain <laughs> oh. is unusual in the fact that christmas day is the is the big day um from from most parts of europe and certainly for a lot of americans even now that come from sort of eastern european and southern european backgrounds christmas eve is the thing and you spend christmas day recovering from christmas eve wow uh, yeah i was uh, talking to some uh, friends from church uh, from norway from uh, mexico from various other countries and it was only me and uh, the american <laughs> there yeah. who, who agreed christmas day was the big day yeah and I think that might be why we have Boxing Day is to recover from Christmas Day because we have the big thing on Christmas Day rather than Christmas Eve. Yeah, I, I think quite a few countries have Christmas Eve as a, a public holiday, but we don't in Britain, mm. do we? No, no, no. We have Christmas Day and Boxing so Day. So there you go. Uh, but <laughs> we did try to make an argument for Christmas Day being the big day to celebrate because, uh, you know, you don't have a big party... You don't celebrate on your birthday eve, you celebrate on your birthday. Yeah, that um, is true. People did not agree with that logic. <laughs> um, tradition. Um, well, well, thank you for coming on, James. And uh, I'm sure... I'm sure people have really enjoyed it. I'm sure also Eric will do a good job of embarrassing me uh, with the, uh, th the edits and uh, things like that. Send us an email, subscribe, and search for previous episodes of the Church Mag podcast by visiting Church Mag online. You'll find a link on our main menu. Go to churchm.ag. That's Church Mag. And while you're visiting Church Mag, send us a message. And be sure to subscribe to the Church Mag podcast so you can receive an early release of the show every Friday. The Church Mag podcast is proudly hosted on buzzsprout.com. I'm sure also Eric will do a good job of embarrassing me uh, with the uh, th the edits and uh, things like that. Yeah, because he's a lovely, kind person like he that. He is. He, he, he's uh, such a great guy. I really like him. Maybe if I say enough nice things, <laughs> he'll edit it well. Eric's the best. <laughs> yeah, just, just the best. Yeah.